brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live, or Just Prospect Podcasts. And today we are talking top 100. As the uh, last late last week, I rolled out number 51 through 100, and today we roll out prospect number one all the way to prospect number 50. In addition, uh, last week I talked about kind of my process that I go through and and. Um, a little bit of detail around that. I will not repeat that today. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Without further ado, let's go into the 40s. We'll start at 41 and go to number 50. <clears throat> number 41 is Kyle Harrison, <clears throat> left-handed pitcher with the San Francisco Giants, uh, a kid that really jumped up last year, a kid that was well thought of uh, when the Giants drafted him a few years ago. Uh, it's always had the very good arsenal, but uh, with high spin rates, uh, with his fastball and slider, the third pitch is still not there. His changeup is still not there, and he's still working on throwing strikes. But the core of what he has really points to a top of the rotation. Now, Tim believes he'll be up this year. I'm not so sure. Uh, I don't believe the Giants have any reason to rush him. And I've had a chance to see him. I saw him last year, and I still think there's some grooming that needs to be done. But, you know, more and more teams are, are rushing their prospects. I just don't know if uh, if it'll be in the cards for Kyle Harrison. Long term from the Dynasty League, yes, he has a chance to pitch at the top of rotation and be a very good one, particularly throwing from the left side. <clears throat> Number 42 is a guy that I've talked about at nauseum both on our fantasy podcast and on our prospect podcast. And that is one Bo Naylor with the Cleveland Guardians. He is a catcher. I had a chance to see him uh, in a series when he came to Somerset. Uh, I was a little late coming to the game. Usually I like to get to the games and go to, to batting practice, but <clears throat> I did later on in the series. But kind of got down as I was sitting down. Literally, you heard the umpire go play ball. And I was just getting my notes, my notepad out, uh, my moleskin notepad, uh, getting my radar gun ready. And I looked up and I saw a guy, the Guardians didn't have any names on the back of their jersey. And I just saw this kid that looked really athletic. And I hadn't had a chance to take a look at the lineup. And I'm like, who is that? One swing, the guy roped the double and was flying around the bases. And I'm like, who is this? Uh, so quickly, I, I got out the, the program and realized it was, in fact, Bo Naylor. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The kid batting leadoff. Didn't get any 
and he sprint times down to first base in that first at bat I, I did later on. But I was just, I fell in love <laughs> with that double. Uh, I love the athleticism. And the more I watched him, the approach was just more mature than I thought it was. Great bat speed, uh, enough you know, to be a 15, 20, 20 home run pop guy. And the wheels, I mean, he is definitely, I mean, look, he's not Trey Turner speed, but this is a guy that has a chance to steal double-digit bases. And anybody who has that, that uh, skill in their game plan and has a chance to stay at catcher. Now, look, this is not Yadier or Molina behind, uh, behind the backstop, but this is a kid who should be able to stay at catcher, who has a chance to hit at the top of the lineup. He should be able to hit because makes great contact with a solid approach, enough power to be, uh, you know, hit 15 to 20 home runs, enough stolen bases to steal 15 to 20 bases. What's not to like? So just, just huge, huge fan of what Bo Naylor has, uh, has in his uh, profile. And I think he's going to be, you know, a chance to be a top 10 catcher, maybe in a top five fantasy catcher. Is it going to be this year? Could very well be. He's already made it to AAA, so uh, you know, there's a chance that we see him this year. Number 43 is Elijah Green with the Washington Nationals. He is an outfielder. He was the number, going on memory, number four pick overall uh, last July. Really athletic, as athletic as Drew Jones, probably even more athletic than Jackson Holiday. Significant raw power, significant speed, so 70s on both his speed and power. Yeah, it's it's a serious, toolsy kind of player. The question is going to be about how much contact he makes. It's a big swing. There's concern about how much he's going to chase pitches. Uh, but if he can just make enough contact, and this guy's in, you know, he's in the same team pitchers as Neil Cruz and Ellie De La Cruz and all of these guys that are just incredibly tooled up with questionable hit tools. We've already seen with O'Neill Cruz, he hits the ball so hard that, yeah, he might hit 220, 230, but he should, should, it should be enough for him to be a Major League Baseball player. Is he going to be a star because he hits 230? I don't know. And I think the same thing is once we get to L.A. De La Cruz, I think there is the same concern around him. Uh, nobody more toolsy than Ella De La Cruz, just like Elijah Green. But, you know, you got to be able to get on base. <laughs> you know, when it's there's concerns about Elijah Green and uh, about Ellie De La Cruz and O'Neill Cruz. They're in that same team picture of really tooled up guys. I mean, the difference between uh, Cruz, Cruz Square and Green, first of all, O'Neill Cruz has done it in the major leagues. I mean, he is... I mean, it's limited, but he's been up there. He's been he's had some some level of success. Uh, Led La Cruz is starting to do it in the upper minor leagues. Uh, Elijah Green is just getting started, so there's a pretty big difference between the two Cruises and Green. But from a tools standpoint, and just from a raw ability standpoint, that's the kind of player that we're talking about. Number four is Gavin Williams, a Cleveland Guardian. Uh, should he be a little higher? He could. I mean, this guy is really good. He's got good size. He's got an arsenal to pitch at the top of the rotation. Command isn't quite there yet, but look, the Guardians are really good at this. They, they, What they do is they draft guys that can throw strikes, that have pretty good command of their pitches, and they somehow develop better arm strength, and the guys throw harder. So if you can already pitch and throw strikes uh, and command your fastball. In other words, throw it where you want. And they're able to add a couple, three miles an hour on your fastball. I mean, that's what they're doing. That's what they did with with, uh, Tanner Beebe. That's what they did with Shane Bieber. I mean, it's a history of what they are able to do. And it looks like they're doing exactly the same thing with Gavin Williams. So another guy has a chance to pitch at the top of the rotation. Number 45 is Tamar Johnson, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates shortstop. Uh, I don't know where he was drafted. I didn't. I don't. I, on the little sentences that I have on the list, which is what I'm looking at, I didn't put in where where they where these guys were actually drafted. But this is a kid that, whether it was high school or college, one of the best hit tools in last year's draft. 
It doesn't have great speed. It's modest. It doesn't have great power. Again, it's probably more of a 10 to 12 stolen base uh, power potential, at least currently. Probably over time, the speed will come down a little bit and the power will go up. But, you know, it's it's a kid that's got an incredibly high floor. The ceiling's not nearly like it is with Elijah Green, the kid we just went over, obviously, or Jackson Holiday or uh, Drew Jones. But the floor is high. You know, I'm about the guys that can hit, and he is definitely one of those. Number 46 is Ricky Tiedemann, T-I-E-D-E-M-A-N-N. Another kid that kind of uh, really blew up last year. Just continued to get better as the season wore on. He's the kid that's got the huge changeup, which, as you know, means that he could have some early success. Number 47 is Colton Kowser with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he was their number one draft pick, uh, like, right, last season, right, 2021, or I guess it's actually two years ago now. Uh, always has had the great approach at the plate. Never weren't quite sure how much power he was going to have. He did start to show that power. And if that continues, uh, then he has a chance to be a pretty significant uh, talent in the major leagues. Because I think that you're talking a 275 to 300 hit tool, a batting average kind of hit tool with a high on-base percentage. And a kid that can maybe hit 20 to 25 home runs with a handful of stolen bases. That guy has a chance to be a very, very special player. And again, as good as the Guardians are with pitchers, the Orioles are equally good with hitters. Number 48 is Josh Young uh, with Texas Rangers. He will finally, assuming health, will start the season in Texas. He's a good player, not a star. Tim and I kind of debated the word star. He's not a star in my opinion. I think there's a chance for 20 home run pop. I think he'll, he'll hit. There's not going to be any speed. Uh, it'll be average defensively, um, and I think it'll be as uh, you know a, a solid average regular, but I think a little bit below a star. Coming in at number forty-nine is Indy Rodriguez. As hap- as excited I am about um, Bo Naylor, I'm as equally excited about Indy Rodriguez. Uh, he's just getting better. Uh, not a big guy behind the plate. There are some questions. I mean, defensively, he's gotten a lot better. Um, he, you know, it's debatable who stays behind the plate, Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez. I think Andy Rodriguez is the better catcher. He probably is going to get the best shot to stay behind the plate. But he's also athletic enough, as is, uh, as is Henry Davis, you know, to potentially move to a corner outfield position and play out there. Uh, but he has showed tremendous power, the ability to control the strike zone. I think this guy has huge upside, particularly if he could stay a catcher. That kind of talent at catching would be tremendous. Number 50 is Cam Collier, Cincinnati Reds, third base, uh, number 16th pick, 14th pick or something uh, back last July. Future power potential, field to hit, a kid that was – I thought should have gone a little earlier. He dropped because of some signability issues. People thought he might go to college. Uh, and Cincinnati took the gamble on there. And I think that gamble will pay off. That is our 40s. Let's take a break and we'll talk about the guys in the 30s. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. 
the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Coming in at number 31 is Brayan Arocchio, R-O-C-C-H-I-B-R-O-C-C-H-I-O. Shortstop could play second base, could probably even, if needed, play center field. It's a very athletic guy. So I got a chance to see him play. So I got a chance to see all the Cleveland, um, uh, the Cleveland Guardians played because when they came in with their double A team, it was stacked from top to bottom with elite prospects. So it was a lot of fun getting a chance to see those guys play. He did start the season slowly. Uh, once the weather warms, so did he, and has all the tools that give him a chance to be an impact fantasy player. Uh, solid above average speed, solid above average uh, power. So a chance to be 15, 15, maybe 15, 20 kind of producer. And I think he's going to hit. And this kid that we've been talking about a lot, he's still never been considered a top, top prospect. I think he has a chance to be very good. And I think we see him this year where he plays. I don't know, but he is just about ready. I mean, the same thing is true with George Valara. These guys are ready. Uh, I just think that the Cleveland Guardians will find a place. If they feel like these guys can help, they're going to find a place for them. Number 33 is Marco Luciano, uh, San Francisco Giants. He's also a shortstop. There's no way he's going to stay at shortstop. This is a big kid. I think he moves to third base. He might even move to first base. I think he's got the upside. There is no speed there. He's got the upside to be a power-hitting kind of corner infield likely at first base and it could be big it could be 35 40 home run pop tons of runs batted in and a decent enough average he does strike out a little bit too much um but you know it's on base percentage as well i mean he's always been a double digit walker out there so you could see kind of a 250-ish type of hitter with a 330-340 on base percentage and 35 home runs. So that that will play very nicely. Kind of in that Reese Hoskins kind of mold, if you will. So top 10, top 15 first baseman. Now, if you think he's going to stay at shortstop, I just can't see it. Um, he's been hurt a lot, so that transition off a of shortstop really hasn't happened. I've seen him play. I saw him play in the fall league back in 2021, and I just can't see him staying at shortstop. I don't think that is in the cards. Number 34 is Colson Montgomery, also shortstop. And you can see a lot of these guys get drafted as shortstop, stay at the position early in their professional career, and then eventually get moved off. Uh, White Sox top prospect. He's a good one. Shown the ability to control the strike zone, power potential, not a ton of stolen base opportunity, but there's a lot to get excited about with Colson Montgomery and a kid that's kind of flying under the radar just because, uh, well, he hasn't had that real breakout year. Only you know, they drafted him in 2021, and you know he started to come into his own last year and progressively got better as the season wore on. Number 35 is Tanner Beebe, B-I-B-E-E. Again, one of the breakout prospects uh, last season, plus stuff, a kid that was throwing when he, when they signed him out of college, he was throwing 92, topping out at 94. Now he's topping out at 98 to 99. Uh, and guess what? He's still got the great control and he's still got the great secondary pitches. It, it's a really, it's a really exciting profile and one that I think we see at some point in 2023. That is Tanner Beebe. Novio Marte, who was a top 10 prospect, I think, uh, last season, has dropped. 
Uh, and the reason he's dropped is all about he came into uh, the year heavy and it showed at the beginning of the season. He got conditioned as the season wore on and got better. So uh, I talked about this at at nauseam when I went through the Cincinnati Reds. That was back all the way back in September. It must have been October I did the podcast. Uh, I encourage you to go back and read that or, or listen to that. And again, I am big on athleticism and all aspects in every sport. Baseball, because it's a little bit slower, people have a tendency to think, well, it's all about hitting and athleticism isn't all that important. It's vitally important, it, particularly when these guys get older. And again, Novel Marte is, what, 22, 23 years old. And when you're young like that, as you guys know, I mean, it, if you're a little bit older, you know that, you know, you can carry a little bit of extra weight. You're you still get that quick twitch athleticism. So you're able to kind of compensate from from extra rate weight. But as time goes on, that extra weight puts more stress on your tent more stress on your joints and gets you more injury prone. And then it's harder to get off the older you get. And then you know, that shortens your career. And since this is, you know, primarily these lists are for what I think the player is going to be for his entire career, I, I think we've got to see what this season brings. Does Novil Marte recognize that conditioning is important, much like Vlad Jr. did, comes into camp you know, chiseled and ready to go, then this is just a blip in the radar? Great, because uh, all the talent is there. Um, he can hit. There's power, there's speed, um, but look, you gotta. I mean, these guys in the top fifty, you're in the top fifty because you're an elite prospect. But we're looking for things that might push a guy over another player. And Novel Marte was all about conditioning. Number thirty-seven is Brooks Lee. Uh, forgot where he was. Minnesota. Forgot probably middle of the first round uh, was selected. Last uh, last July, I love this player. Advanced approach, good contact, solid solid power potential. As we've talked about a lot now, these kids that were drafted last year, that's the profile of, of Brooks Lee with a lot of other guys. Kids that can really hit some power potential, but not a ton of speed. Brooks Lee, I think, can stay in the dirt. Not going to stay at short with Carlos Correa there, uh, but could move to second, could potentially move to center field. But, of course, you've got Byron Buxton there. Coming at number 33 is Ezekiel Tovar. Got the surprise promotion to the major leagues, actually played well. Uh, Is he totally ready for the major leagues? Defensively he is. I think there's some more work that needs to be done offensively. But the Rockies, they move guys quickly. They don't really care what I think. They don't care what anybody thinks. They they dance to their own beat of the drum. So I think Tovar, we see him considerably in 2023. And look, I, I hope it all comes together for him. He has gotten stronger. He's got good speed. He's, again, excellent defensively. The upside is significant. Not totally convinced for 2023. Number 39 is uh, Brandon Fatt, P-F-A-A-D-T, uh, the top pitching prospect in the Arizona Diamondbacks system. He throws strikes. He's got good size, good arsenal. Again, Walston's got the better arsenal. Nelson uh, um, uh, throws a little bit harder. Um, Ryan Nelson throws harder, but Fat is a guy that just – has had no problems at all in the minor leagues, and I think we could see him in 2023. Number 40 is Sal Freelich uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, outfielder, plus speed, can really hit. He also showed a little bit more power last season. I think that was encouraging because there was some concern he might be a fourth outfielder in the big leagues, but I think that uh, last year he's proven that, yes, he can be more than that. So Tim wanted to know where he was ranked and wanted to know if he should be a guy to draft uh, for this year. And I think the answer is he's ranked high and he is a kid to be um, to potentially draft later in your drafts for this season. Um, And I think we see him. I think that's what the Milwaukee Brewers have gotten out of the mode of, 
of drafting players, having players on their team that can hit. So they're looking for uh, guys who are who first and foremost can make good contact and drive the ball and uh, and not swing and miss. And so they are redoing their team. They they started that in the minor leagues, much like the Cleveland Guardians have done. And the Guardians had tremendous success last season. I think you'll see the Brewers over the next couple three years start to have significant success there. They have to. They have guys that can uh, that can hit now and. Uh, Look, are there superstars here? Is South Free like a superstar? Absolutely not. But he can hit, and there's a lot of guys that can hit, and they will just single and double you to death. Let's take another break and come back and do the 20s. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming in at number 21 is Tim's buddy, Cody Singer. Uh, look, I usually don't target Zero. Japanese players uh, in drafts, but I've drafted Cody Singa in my NFBC draft. I was trying to do him in our Gladiator League, but Tim beat me to the punch. He's going as the number four starter this season. Look, it's a it's a significant fastball. It's a splitter fork ball that batter's going to have trouble picking up. The fact that it is a balanced schedule this year, Teams aren't going to see the Mets as frequently as they did before. Got teams in their division. I think it's set up for Cody Singa to have a really good season. Now, again, maybe he's being overhyped by everybody, McLeod included. But I think he can pitch to be a, a mid-rotation starter and pitch to a high three ERA and win a lot of games because he plays on a really good team and strike out a guy in any. It's a kid I want on my team. So... Uh, you know, I've got the I traded up in one league to grab the number three uh, draft pick, and I'm going to take Cody Singa, um, and that's that's where I'm going with the pick. So because uh, uh, I need a pitcher as a team, I believe that can compete this year, and I want Singa on my team. Now again, if I'm if I've got a really bad I'm a, a bad dynasty league team, and I'm in it for the long haul here. Uh, do I take something like Elijah Green? Yeah, probably, because I think he's got much higher upside. But Cody Singa, I think, is pretty safe this year. And, yeah, well thought of and uh, a kid that I think has a chance to contribute in 2023. Number 28 is Pete Crow Armstrong. I had a chance to see him in Low A in Myrtle Beach. And he looked great. I mean, he hit everything. He hit everything hard. Got up to high A and struggled a little bit. Uh, the beginning of when he was there, he never walked. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know why. I mean, as as the season wore on in high A, the approach got more from what I saw in low A. Uh, I think this is a guy that, first of all, defensively is a stud defender. Um, 
and he's got good speed, enough pop to be a 15 to 20 home run guy. So to me, he's got the ceiling of a 15-15 player, but defensively he's going to have a long career. It's in that mold of Jackie Bradley Jr., Kevin Kiermeyer, kind of in that uh, where you stop and notice this kid, Harrison Bader, those kind of guys that just can run it down in the outfield and just have a superior first step as opposed to everybody else. So a chance to be a very, very good player. Number 23 is Taj Bradley. Uh, Look, he is a very athletic guy, uh, throws strikes, good arsenal. As a kid that doesn't get a lot of press anymore, uh, as much press as I think he should, but Tampa Bay is a very does a very good job at developing pitchers, and I think he has a chance to develop into one of the best pitchers in the game as a number two starter. Huge fan of Taj Bradley. I think I just traded him in a dynasty league too. Uh, too. I I can't remember who I got, but it's another league I think I can compete in, and I'm trying. So I think I got him for a top of the rotation starter by trading him and somebody else. Uh, coming in at number 24 is Zach Veen. I had a chance to see Zach Veen both at Double A and also at the Fall League. I, I wrote back in 2021 when he got off to that really great start and stole 30-some-odd bases. I thought that might be the outlier. I didn't think he was as fast as what he showed in 2021. He's that fast. That guy is very quick. Great first step off of uh, when he's trying to steal bases from first to second. Very aggressive at the bat, you know, on the base path. So it's pretty impressive. There is 20-plus, maybe even 30-plus stolen base potential. Really good bat speed. I think he's also going to hit 15, maybe 20 home runs. So a chance for him to be a 20-20 performer is there. The approach isn't great. Swing, Swing and miss a little bit too much. He does chase a little bit too many pitches out of the strike zone. So that's the area that he really needs to focus on. The hit tool is just not there yet. Uh, but it's it, he's athletic enough, enough to really be have superstar potential, uh, particularly from a fantasy standpoint. So this is all going to come down to how much he hits. I'm pretty bullish. I think he hits enough. Number 25 is Miguel Vargas. We've already heard that he will most likely get a chance to start for the Dodgers. Really good player, kid that's always been underappreciated in baseball and fantasy baseball. He's a real field to hit. He's got a little bit of speed, a good power. Uh, Just another great Dodgers prospect that has a chance to be an impact player. Number 26 is Curtis Mee. Me, Tampa Bay Rays, second baseman, third baseman. No one's really quite sure where he's going to play. But I, I will say, and I'll say it again, if you like Wanda Franco, you're going to like Curtis Mee, the very similar player. Plus hit tool, plus approach. Even though uh, Wanda Franco was, was more aggressive at the plate last year in his limited injury-riddled season uh, than I thought it would be. But I think Curtis Mee could... Could be a 20 home run guy with a close to 300 batting average um, with a handful of stolen bases thrown in. I think he's going to be a full-time regular, potentially all-star performer for the uh, uh, for the for the Tampa Bay Rays, and I think it's going to start next season. Really good player. By the way, I've also I've, I've already booked my uh, my spring training trip, and I'm going to go to see a Tampa Bay Rays game spring training game in Tropicana Field. I've never been to Tropicana Field. I almost moved to St. Petersburg before we decided to move to uh, to North Carolina from a retirement standpoint. Uh, I love St. Petersburg. Just a beautiful area, really nice nice place to live. Unfortunately, I when I was looking around, we were looking for houses. We were doing it in the springtime when it was you know, 70 degrees and stunningly beautiful. And then we went there in the middle of the summertime and said, nope, not doing this. <laughs> so uh, so we begged off of that. But we never got a chance And when we were house hunting uh, to go to, uh, to a game at Tropicana Field. I am rectifying that. I think it's on the, I think I'm going on the 9th, Thursday the 9th against the the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So I will tell everybody where I'll be. I guess there's plenty of tickets. It looks like they only have the bottom part behind home plate open up for seats. But uh, I was actually surprised they were having uh, games at the Tropicana Field. I guess they're not doing it down in um, their their spring training facility down 
south. Can't remember the name of the town. But anyway, so that that's just a little aside there. Number 27 is Tristan Cassis. And for those of you that were listening to our Sunday show, as Tim was telling us about his uh, team that he was drafting, his mock draft, Dynasty League mock draft, uh, he was talking about Tristan McKenzie. I guess I was all hopped up on um, prospects. I heard Tristan Cassis. Uh, and I was talking about a first baseman, and Tim was talking about an outfielder, and clearly we were not listening to each other. Uh, so I sincerely apologize uh, on that. I I was copying uh, Tristan Cassis to a young first baseman, and if you were listening to it, you're probably thinking, why is Wilson copying Tristan McKenzie to a first baseman? I Somebody alerted to me. I went back and listened to it. It was pretty embarrassing. So, but anyway, love Tristan McKenzie as a pitcher. Think he has a chance to be a number two starter. Love Tristan Cassis as a chance to be an Anthony Rizzo type of player. 2,500 type of production. Like to see him get a little bit more aggressive at the plate. I think he'll do that as time marches on. And I think he's going to get a long look by the Boston Red Sox. Remember, they... They pretty much dumped uh, Eric Hosmer, which I know is not a big, big deal. But Eric Hosmer was a free player. He was a, he was a, a player that was at minimum, so he was somewhat of a free player. They decided to get rid rid of him, and I'm assuming, you give Tristan Cassis, you know, kind of an open slate, not to worry about it. We're going to give you the shot uh, to be our full time first base, and I would assume that would give him at least two to three months uh, to to put th- some things together. A, chance, a guy has a chance to be a very, very good player. Kevin Alcantara comes in at number 28 with the Chicago Cubs. I really like this kid. I continuing to pump him up. Really toolsy, big time raw power. Look, he's six foot six, so there's going to be length in his swing. He's going to swing and miss a little bit more than you'd like, but he kind of makes it up. He's got really good hand eye coordination. He's got a feel to hit. You know, it's just the fact that he's physically a huge guy. Uh, not huge as in, in wide, but he's just really long. And even with a field of hit, he's just going to strike out so much because he's got a big strike zone and long levers, and it's just there. But, I mean, he could be one of those 25-25 guys, 30-30 potential guys that, you know, might hit 250-260, you know, with a 320-330 on base percentage. But, I mean, the upside from his secondary skills is pretty off the chart. Mason Wynn comes in at number 29. I continue to be one of the more bullish people on Mason Wynn's. Just crazy tools. He got much better in 2022. He showed a better approach at the plate. Uh, If that approach sticks as he continues to move up um, the ladder here from a minor league standpoint, I mean, he's going to become one of the best prospects in the game, top 10 prospect uh, he's already already starting to brink on that at number 29. Number 30 is Daniel Espino. He's really on here at his high rank because of what he did in 2021 because he was hurt most of 2022. Uh, I I went to uh, to the series to watch him and that was the series he got hurt so he never I never got a chance to see him pitch because he was hurt before uh, the series started. So it was really disappointing. I think he only pitched four games. So there is some concern there that, um, you know, it started off as a knee problem and didn't come back from the knee problem. Then we heard it was a shoulder problem. So there's definitely some concern there from a health standpoint. But it's top of the rotation stuff. It's top of the rotation control. Still an excellent prospect, Daniel Espino. Let's take another break. Come back and do the teens here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All these guys are famous, as most of the guys in the 20s were famous. Number 11 is Francisco Alvarez, catcher with the New York Mets. Does he come north with the team? I don't know. There probably has to be an injury they keep talking about. He needs more grooming at catching. I agree with that. I've seen him catch. Uh, They keep saying he will be their catcher of the future. Um, Let's see. I think he is a hitter that can probably hit in the major leagues right now with power. And they just need to give him a shot. He is an elite prospect with a chance to be a you know, high batting average, high on base percentage guy with power. Uh, a very, very good prospect. Number 12 is Drew Jones. Um, I says, have all the tools to be a superstar. We didn't get a chance to see him play at all. They didn't. The Diamondbacks did not allow him out from behind the curtain. Obviously, that won't that will change. In April of next season, he'll probably be playing in low A. It's a big kid, six foot four, so there's going to be some length in his swing. There's probably going to be some swing and miss in his game, but it's all there. I mean, athleticism, he's obviously a great defender like his father. Speed, power, uh, particularly early in his uh, career, the speed will be there. I mean, if he can be 80% of his father in his youth, it's going to be an impact performer. That is Drew Jones. He will be the number one player taken in all supplemental drafts. At least he should be. I mean, do you take Jackson Holiday? You could. Um, again, I I would, tra- if I got the number one pick, I would trade down a number two and try to get a piece and go Jackson Holiday plus, plus a piece. That would be my, that would be my move. Uh, number 13 is Andrew Painter. Uh, great season last year. Not a complete pitcher. Needs to continue to work on his changeup. Uh, the the Phillies know they've got something here. They'll probably rush him, and he'll probably get hit pretty hard when he comes up. But the long uh, long term upside here, obviously, is the number one starter and a kid that I'm very high on. Not a top ten guy for me yet. I still think there's some grooming that needs to get done. Number 14 is Grayson Rodriguez, also uh, an elite pitching prospect with the Baltimore Orioles. Another guy that has a chance to be number two, number one starter. Uh, the Orioles just don't have a ton of starting pitching prospects, but Grayson Rodriguez is very good and could clearly pitch at the top of the rotation with John Means once Means comes back healthy. So it would be a pretty nice one-two punch maybe later in the season. The one thing that does bother me with Grayson Rodriguez is uh, they have just not let him pitch deep into games, and I question why. So I, I want to see him pitch beyond the sixth inning uh, because that's just going to give him a better chance to get wins in your fantasy team. And it probably points to the fact that his changeup isn't quite good enough to get through the lineup three times, which is obviously... Uh, a reason for concern, but everything is there. The fastball's gotten a lot better. He's got a great all-speed pitch, um, good command. It's just his changeup is not all that good, but that's a field pitch and a pitch that many times pitchers will develop over time. Number 15 is also a Baltimorean. That is Jackson Holiday. Love, love Jackson Holiday. Got off to an amazing start to his professional career. Made it all the way up to double A. We'll probably start the season back in high A. At least that's where I think he should start. He might even start in low A. Um, and I wouldn't w- read too much that, uh, too much into that. He's just a young kid. But there's plus speed. There's plenty of bat speed that I think he'll eventually be able to hit 20 home runs. But, I mean, currently now, I mean, he's not a big kid. He's 
There's not a ton of power. He's more of a slappy type of hitter uh, that runs really well, but I think that will develop over time as he matures and fills out. So I think the chance of being a 2020 performer is there. If you're comparing him and Drew Jones, I think he has the better hit tool. So I do think he is going to hit. That is Jackson Holiday. Number 16 is George Valara. Uh, I, I saw him this past season. I continue to be in love with this guy. I think he's going to be a chance to be a special player. He's got, you know, the swag that you like to see and kind of a star potential player uh, tooled up. He's just been talked about forever. I mean, he was a $3 million plus dollar sign, international signee back a few years ago or many years ago now. And it's just, you know, it takes a while for these guys to work through the minor leagues, but he's just about ready. Uh, it's a kid that I drafted in my draft and hold league, so I'm now I've got a vested interest that hopefully he makes it into the big leagues this season. Uh, but I do like George Villar. I just think uh, the tools, wait till you get a chance to see this guy play. Eh, tools are there and the swag to go with it. Really like him. Robert Hassel comes in at number 17. I know people get a little down on him. Somebody tried to acquire him. I, I have him in a dynasty league because of the handmade injury that he had at the end of the season. That's not going to discount that player at all. But, you know, it, the power hasn't showed up. There's not a ton of power there. He's more of a, he's more of a line drive hitter uh, with good speed. He has a chance to be an elite hitter, though, with, let's call it, 10 to 15 home runs, maybe a little bit more as he fills out, and 15 to 20 stolen bases. Um, but he is a hitter first, and it's it's a top-of-the-lineup kind of guy, very high floor. Yeah, Zach Veen is always compared to Zach Veen. Zach Veen's got the higher um, upside, as does his running mate, James Wood, we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, but Robert Hassel, there's definitely value in there because – the fact that he can flat out hit. Number 18 is Jason Dominguez with your New York Yankees. I know people hate hearing about him just because we've been talking about him forever. He's a Yankee, and it's like, is this guy as good as everybody thinks he is? And I'm here to tell you, I saw him last season, and I even find, and I have no vested interest in anything, I, I even find myself wanting to root against him just because of all the hype that's there. But I tell you, the guy's really good. I mean, there's tremendous bat speed. He's fast. Yeah, I mean, the approach is just okay, but it's good enough that I think he's going to be able to hit at the highest level. He's already a big kid. I don't see him getting, uh, you know, getting any bigger, you know, because he's already filled out. He's a young kid. So there's some concern about conditioning, but what I saw was an athlete, man, and that's a guy that has a chance to be a really good player. So I'd like, I continue to like what I'm seeing, um, and he should be spending most of his time in Double A this season, and a chance to to maybe make a poke at the big leagues in 2024 or at the latest in 2025. I think once you guys get a chance to see him. Uh, you'll start to see what the hype is all about. He's good. He's really good. James Wood. This is a guy that's gotten more helium this offseason than any other prospect. Uh, For me, he's a top 20 guy, and it's all on his potential. First of all, he's a huge kid at 6'7". Currently, 70 runner, probably a 65 runner, 70 raw power. Uh, he showed more patience at the plate than anybody thought he would last season. And now, I mean, in some respects, I mean, his seal is much higher than that of Robert Hassel. Hassel's the better hitter. Hassel's the safer pick. That's why I have him ranked higher. But James Wood's kind of in that. James Wood, not not with the S. James Wood is in that team photo with LED like Cruz and, and uh, you know, all these other tooled up guys. Uh, O'Neal Cruz and... Elijah Wood, all of these guys that you know, question some of the ability to hit. And you see a kid that's six foot seven, you don't think he's got that kind of speed. And he'll probably slow down because six seven, you feel like he's going to put on weight and just, you know, going to slow down. I would, I'd assume in his mid 20s, he'll start to slow down. But for now, I mean, it's, he can run. I just think there's going to be a fairly large strike zone. So I think there's going to be more swing and miss in there than you than you expect but man from a toolsy standpoint this guy's chance to be a 30 plus home run guy 
with at least early in his career, 15, 20 stolen bases. And if he showed the kind of hit tool that he did last year, if that can continue at 80% as he gets to the upper levels of the minor league, he's going to hit enough to get to it all. It's a special player. At least that's looking that way. Do I still have concerns about how much he's going to hit? Absolutely. Do I have concerns about the one year and having him do it again? Absolutely. But there's some very exciting uh, skills there that uh, need to everybody needs to go take a look at. Number 20 is Bobby Miller with the Dodgers. Uh, look, he's he's a Dodger, so he has a chance to be number two starter. Really good stuff. Not as much control as you think uh, or that you would like to see. Upper 90s fastball. Control isn't always there, but look, the Dodgers are really good at this. I think he's going to be a number two starter, maybe even more. And he'll probably see Dodger land sometime this season. Not much else you can say. Just a very, very good prospect. Let's take another break. Come back and let's do the top 10. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we'll count them down here. We'll do uh, number 10. Is LED like Cruz. Um... A lot of people are probably going to question why isn't he higher. Strikes out too much. I want to see more from LED like Cruz before I put him in the top five. I mean, does he have a chance to be the number one prospect this time next year? Absolutely. The skills are off the the, the stat skills. The um, tools are off the chart. I mean, you're talking a 70 runner, 70 maybe more raw power. It's all going to come down to how much he hits, which it usually does anyway. Uh, but... Uh, I, I kind of comp him a little bit to Jazz Chisholm uh, just because Jazz Chisholm has a little bit of uh, swing and miss in his game as well. And I think uh, that's that's what we, you know that's the area that Jazz Chisholm needs to work on. I think that's the area that uh, that uh, L.E. De La Cruz needs to work on as well. Number one pitching prospect in the game is Yuri Perez. I go with the high upside guy. This guy is six foot eight, is, has the ability to throw strikes. Premium fastball, premium slider, changeup that's probably a 60-grade pitch. It's all the things that's lined up to be a number one starter. Throw in the fact that he pitches for the Marlins. The Marlins are good at this. That's why I put him ahead of Grayson Rodriguez, Andrew Painter. I just not only like the raw talent of the player, I like the organization he's in. And he, what, he turns 20 years old in April. So there's a lot to like here. I know he had a little bit of shoulder problem. That's always a concern. But assuming health, I think this guy has a chance to be a number one starter. And a very, very good, very good prospect. I'm fortunate enough to have him in a number of dynasty leagues. And I am holding on with dear life. Number eight is uh, uh, Diego Cartaya. Yes, there's a catcher in the top ten. Don't like putting catchers in the top ten, but I think this is a Jordan Alvarez starter kit. He's going to hit. There's plus potential there. He's going to be a high on-base percentage guy. Catching's getting better as time goes on. He's never going to be the Will Smith-level catcher. But offensively, there's something there that could be very, very, very special. I mean... You have to always ask, what are they going to do with Will Smith and Diego Cartaya? I, I think nothing. Will Smith is their catcher. He is one of the best catchers in Major League Baseball. If Diego Cartaya is ready to roll in 2024, I think we'll find out, as we know with the Dodgers, they're going to find a place for him. He is too good for them to keep in the minor leagues. This is not going to happen. He'll play DH. He'll throw him at first base. Maybe they'll... Do something with Will Smith. They're going to make it work. Uh, Diego Cartay is a very, very good prospect. And I don't hang Jordan Alvarez-type tools on many players. I'm doing that with Cartaya. 
Number seven is Marcelo Mayer with the Boston Red Sox. High ceiling kind of guy, excuse me, high floor kind of player. I kind of always have comped him to Corey Seager. I continue to, to comp him as Corey Seager. Can really hit high baseball uh, uh, IQ there, team leader, all those types of things. There's not a ton of speed there, a little bit of speed now, but I think as he fills out the next couple, three years, that speed's going to disappear. We don't, we will not see him next season, but all of a sudden the drum beat is going to start in 2024. Now that they have not, uh, now they didn't re-sign Xander Bogarts, I think uh, Marcelo Mayer, that is just wide open for him. He is a plus defender there as well. Number six is Jordan Lawler. Jordan Lawler's got more tools than Marcelo Mayer. Both were drafted in the same draft year back in 2020. That's right. Boy, sometimes get the years confused. But he's got power. He's definitely got speed. He's got an approach that looks like it's going to work. I think there's superstar written all over him. And going together with uh, Corbin Carroll, Drew Jones, boy, this this Diamondback team has a, has a chance to be a, a force that might actually be able to compete with the Dodgers and Padres here in the next couple, three years. Jordan Lawler, very, very good prospect. Coming to number, two, number five is Jackson Churio, Milwaukee Brewers. He really exploded onto the scene, particularly in low A. I mean, he looked unstoppable at 18 years old. Had a little bit more trouble in high A. But as with all of these guys up at this level, the tools are explosive, speed and power. The approach looks like it's going to work. He's a little, you know, if you, the, the bat is a little bit more in control than it is with LED La Cruz. That's why I've projected Jackson Churio up a little bit higher. You might argue, well, gee, LED La Cruz has done it at a higher level. I just think Jackson Churio is, if you have a chance to see this guy in his compact swing, his approach, the swag that he has on the field, it's a dude. And he's, he has a chance to be a special player. And talking with some folks in the Milwaukee Brewers, they know it. And this is a guy that they're as confident about him as they've been since Ryan Braun in terms of the kind of impact he can have with the Brewers. Top four. Number four, Mr. Anthony Volpe, New York Yankee shortstop. Look, I've added, I've seen this guy for the last couple of years I always have hung a Brett Gardner comp on him because he plays with his hair on, not not his hair on fire, but he plays really hard, high baseball H, high baseball IQ guy, team leader, plus speed, good bat speed. I think enough to be a double digit, maybe fifteen to twenty home run pop. He is more of a line drive hitter now, uh, though he did trade um, traded ground balls for. Uh, Traded, he was always a line drive hitter, hit grounded more balls into the ground last year. That's what kind of dropped his on-base percentage and his batting average. I think that corrects over time because, again, he's more of a, a line drive-oriented hitter. He's not a guy that has a lot of loft to his swing. But a kid that, chance to be a special player. If you told me in his first full year he hits 18 home runs, steals 32 bases and hits 285, wouldn't surprise me at all with a 350 on base percentage. That's the kind of player that we're looking at. It's a really, really good player. Uh, but again, he got off to a tough start because again, he was grounding a lot of balls into the ground. I wouldn't worry about it. I've seen him too much as a kid that can flat out play. Coming number three is Jordan Walker. Uh, I say quietly becoming one of the best prospects in the game. I guess everybody knows about him now. Uh, 2020 upside, more speed than you would think. Again, long levers, so there's you know there's going to be some swing and miss in this game. Huge power potential. I have 20-20 upside. It could be 20-30 upside. Maybe fifth. Excuse me, 30-20 upside. He put the home runs first. Um, maybe even 30-15 kind of uh, kind of pop there. So it's just a you know really really fantasy friendly skills. He's a young kid. I've talked to some people who believe that he'll spend most of his 2023 seasons in the minor leagues. So we're talking about a second half uh, call-up. I suggested that to Tim. It looks like he's adopted that same opinion when he ranked the third baseman. 
He will not play third base unless something happens to Nolan Arenado. He will not play first base unless something happens to, um, oh, uh, help me. The first baseman, yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> MVP guy last year. Oh, name escapes me. Anyway, you know who it is. Uh, so he's going to be in the outfield, which then put pressure on Lars Newtbar and some of those other players. I just think you'll see Lars Newtbar start the season, and then at some point later in the second half, you'll see Jordan Walker coming in and challenging uh, for playing time there. But I do like uh, um, Jordan Walker. Had a chance to see him in the fall league, and yeah, he was pretty darn good. So, <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt is uh, obviously the first baseman. Sorry about that. Okay, the top two guys. And if you want to put my number two guy, number one, number one guy, number two, by all means. They're very, very close. I had them flip back and forth multiple times. But in the end, my number one prospect I put as Gunnar Henderson. My number two is Corbin Carroll. Does Corbin Carroll have the higher ceiling? Yes. Uh, there's power, there's more speed than Gunnar Henderson. Uh, but I think Gunnar Henderson's the better hitter. I think Gunnar Henderson has more power. And he's not void of speed by any stretch of the imagination. I think there is definitely 15-plus stolen base there. There's 20-plus home run pop there. And we saw it last year. He's going to hit. Corbin Carroll, definitely speed. Uh, as Tim will say, Tim is a speed whore. God, Corbin Carroll is his guy because he has a chance to steal 30 bases. I just think it's more 12 to 15 home run pop. And I question how good the approach is. He gets a little bit out of control sometimes. Um, yeah, I think he's going to, look, I think he's still going to probably hit 270, 280. Uh, and with a high Babbitt, he could even hit higher than that with a with a good on-base percentage. It's a very, very good player. But if you're comparing the two guys, I think Connor Henderson could hit 300 with a 370 on-base percentage at his peak with 20-plus home runs and 10-plus stolen bases. I'm going to take that player over Corbin Carroll if you want to take Corbin Carroll with a 30-plus home run, excuse me, 30-plus stolen bases, and you think he's going to develop more power, so it'll be 20-plus home run pop. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say no to that. I don't see it with the power side, but look, anything can happen. Guys get bigger, guys get stronger. We we'll have to change the swing, add more loft to it. But it's a terribly, terribly talented guy. Uh, so they're both elite prospects, and it both have a chance to be multiple all-star game appearances and both kind of come into the season as your uh, kind of favorites for uh, rookie of the year. Do they become rookie of the year? History would say no. Somebody else will. And at least one of those players, we don't know. We haven't, he's not even on this uh, broadcast. He's not in the top 100. Somebody will pop up. And uh, we'll talk about uh, what we're going to do to address that when we get back from this final commercial break. That is our list. That's our top 100 culmination of all of my work over the winter time, actually fall, winter and uh hope you enjoyed it. I hope you approve of the list. If you don't, sorry, it's my list. And hopefully I've got the rationale for it. Um, coming out, uh, so Tim and I will do another podcast on the top 100. We'll do that. I believe we're recording that on Thursday. So today is Tuesday, about 530 in the afternoon. Uh, so we're going to record that this Friday. And then Next week or the week after, I'll record a podcast on who my rookie of the year is looking like, including some sleepers on each in both the American and National League. So I'll look at guys that I just kind of like kind of coming into the season uh, more than others. And hopefully that'll give you a a chance as you are thinking about in your draft. And they're mostly going to be hitters uh, just because I think hitters have a better opportunity to have early success than pitchers do. Uh, Spencer Strider was an exception, but um, hitters are just going to be given more opportunities, and it's so hard to pitch at the highest level. 
Uh, and look, Spencer Strider was an incredible talent. Got by with two pitches, but when you one of your pitch pitches is 100 miles an hour with a nasty slider that no one was able to catch up to either pitch, you can have instant success, and he did. Still doesn't have a third pitch, doesn't need it at the moment. Eventually he will, um, but uh, just an amazing year last year. So there's always a chance of that, and it's usually not going to come from the Grayson Rodriguez and, and Andrew Painters of the world. It'll come from... A Spencer Strider, somebody that's a little bit lower on the top 100, or maybe somebody that nobody's even thinking of, like a Gordon Grisifo kind of guy, that uh, everything is sitting there, big breakout season in 2022, and all of a sudden gets a call for St. Louis and comes up and uh, pitches extremely well. So there's always guys like that that kind of come up out of nowhere. So, so that's it, guys. Uh, an hour-long podcast. Hope you enjoy. I will be getting this thing out uh, this evening. The top 100 list will drop first thing tomorrow morning, but it'll also be up this evening at 8 o'clock if you so choose want to go out to Prospect 361. It'll be in the drop-down list, uh, prospect list. You go there, and then tomorrow the post gets out and gets distributed to all the people that link to it, including Fantasy Rundown and all of the all of the sites out there that do that kind of stuff. Uh, until next time, guys, be well.